Aussie mums want to feel sexy, appreciated and happy. Instead, we feel overwhelmed. We also have a car that smells like a day-old lunchbox and treats stashed in our cupboard. We crave mum breaks that involve chocolate and or wine. We are guilty, we are time poor and we are easily influenced by other parents on social media. Hello and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter. Today's guest is a journalist and columnist with a PhD in education. For the past 19 years, she has written about parenting and social issues for the Herald Sun and other News Limited papers, and she actually appears weekly on Channel 7's Sunrise. She and her partner have five kids between them. They're the Brady Bunch without Alice to cook for dinner every night. She's also the author of The Secret of Half-Assed Parenting. A Gen X mother herself, she is here to lift the lid on what you need to know about Gen X mothers. I'd like to welcome Susie O'Brien to the show. Hello, Susie. It's great to have you the opportunity to catch up and speak with you again. I want to say straight up a big congratulations on the book. As a Gen X mum myself, I enjoyed so many laugh out loud moments while reading your book. And uh, I'd love you to share with our listeners a little bit about what on earth is a half-assed parent and what inspired you to write your book. Well, half-assed parenting is a new model of parenting that takes the stress off parents and kids and lets us all enjoy life again. And we're spending too much time at the moment being helicopter parents and cotton wool parents. And I'm saying what we need is less stress, less guilt, less parenting. And so I've come up with this concept of half-assed parenting. And it's not about dropping your standards and kind of going AWOL and giving up altogether. It's about doing less of the stressful, time-consuming, guilt-ridden stuff that doesn't actually really matter. The stuff that doesn't make mums and dads happy, that doesn't make kids happy and just takes up a huge amount of our time. It's all the parenting that we do for other people to impress the school mums or the school dads and not actually important for our family, but it takes up a lot of stress and a lot of time. So I'm saying it's time to be not helicopter or hands-on or cotton wool. Let's be half-assed parents instead and everyone's going to be a whole lot happier. I so loved it. I felt my shoulders just drop as you said that, you know, I I really felt I just didn't have to perform to such a high standard. Listen, I'd love to ask you for some of our parents that might be listening and really feeling that same pressure on modern parenthood, what advice would you share with them about how they could take a more half-assed approach? I think to stop listening to what everyone else thinks that you should do, stop assuming that everyone is judging you. You know, we're all mums and we're at the school gate and we're looking at the the perfect mum over there in her beautiful two times you outfit and thigh gap and perfect hair. We're thinking, oh God, she's looking at me. I'm wearing my slippers that almost look like shoes, but not quite. And 
she's actually not looking at us and judging us. She's looking at us and thinking, I wish we could be mates. I wish we could have a coffee. In fact, I wish we could have a champagne. And I hope that that lady over there isn't noticing that I've got a massive stain on my top and I got this lovely athletic wear out of the dirty clothes basket and I've been wearing it for three days now. So I think we have to stop assuming that everyone else is perfect, that everyone else is judging us. And you know what? Everyone else cares because you know what? They don't. They don't care how we're raising our kids. They actually care about how they're raising their own kids. They don't care so much about what tops our children are wearing to a play date or what, what, how much the present we bought to their kid's birthday party or whether the cupcakes are baked from scratch or not. I think we have to stop living in everyone else's heads and just take the pressure off. Oh, look, I, I couldn't agree more. Listen, one of the things that really impressed me in your book was actually the research-rich data and insights that you share. Now, a lot of the research that I noticed that you cite seems to focus on Gen X mothers. So when we're talking about that, we're talking about women kind of age 41 through to 56 years. So I really want to ask you, are Gen X mothers taking a half-assed approach to parenting in in your view? Well, not enough. <laughs> That's really why I've written the book. I want to give people permission to drop their standards, to do less parenting. You know, modern parenting, and this is a big part of the Gen X parenting, has become so absurd and hypocritical. So mums feel guilty for buying birthday cakes instead of baking them from scratch, for saying no to their kids instead of consider the consequences, or for making kids do their own homework. I mean, Gen X mums are not as half-assed as they want to be and as they need to be for their own sanity. You know, these days we've got a generation of kids where if the kids are naughty, we're judging the parents and not the kids. You know, we are Gen X parents and we were raised in the 70s and 80s by parents who had other things to do with their lives and fawn over us endlessly. They didn't stop working, leave work early to take us to activities. I I can't imagine my parents when I grew up in the 1980s, my mum leaving work at two o'clock on a Wednesday so that I could make it to uh, calisthenics at 3.15. There's no way. She'd say, you either do it at five when you, or you go somewhere that you can get yourself to. Whereas these days we are working so much more than we ever have. And what it's doing, it's creating this anxiety and this guilt in our generation of parents that says we can't be there as much as we'd like to be. So when we can, we are so hands-on, we are so involved, we're enrolling them in all these activities, we're doing their homework for them because we think they're not going to do a good enough job. We're leaving little notes, love notes in their lunchboxes, which are completely, that's a whole nother ball game, the lunchboxes, because we are feeling guilty about the time that we are spending at work because for a lot of us, our mums didn't work as much as we did. Mm, that is so true. And I'm just thinking about comparing my upbringing to, um, I guess, how I'm parenting as well. And I agree, uh, parents today are taking on a huge additional load than previous generations. I'm keen to tap into, Su- Susie, what do you think are three things that every marketer or business owner should know about Gen X mothers? Well, there's a group called the Corn Group who did some really interesting research about Aussie mums. And they're saying they found that Aussie mums want to feel sexy, appreciated and happy. Instead, we feel overwhelmed and guilty. 
We crave mum breaks that involve chocolate and or wine. And we find motherhood rewarding, but we also have a car that smells like a day-old lunchbox and treats stashed in our cupboards. And so the thing is, we're not raising our kids the way that we want to raise them. And we're not raising our kids the way that we were raised ourselves. So the three main things I would say is we are guilty, we are time poor, and we are easily influenced by other parents on social media. So one of the big things about um, the uh, half-assed parenting message is to stop following people on social media if they don't make you feel good about yourself. There's a lot of research out there for our generation of mothers, the Gen Xs, who are spending a lot of time on social media assessing their own parenting and using these unrealistic expectations from other mothers as the kind of gold standard that we are never going to live up to. So we've got all this social media pressure on our generation and it's, you know, you've got the mums posting things like, your greatest contribution to the universe is not something you do but someone you raise. Well, the half-assed contribution to the universe is raising kids who aren't dickheads. That's because they don't have a mother who's socially insecure and makes them pose with kale and avocado cupcakes that match their $500 green t-shirts. I tell you, Katrina, the only time my kids' food has matched their clothes is when they've spilled something on their tops. And so I think it's time that we get off the social media. I mean, you look at the big difference between our generation and the one before is the time that we are spending on social media and the power it has over us. Mm, I was actually reading a report only yesterday and in the past 12 months, I believe it's an additional 24 minutes a day uh, being spent on social media than uh, than last year. So uh, increasing all the time. Your podcast host, Katrina McCarter, has launched her second book. Called The Mother of All Opportunities, this book has been written for board directors, C-suite, senior marketers and business owners to shine a light on the enormous opportunities for growth which exist in the mum market. Katrina demonstrates why now is the right time to rethink your relationship with the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Fast-track your brand and build a competitive advantage by gaining critical research-based insights into this massive and underserved market. If you live in Australia, you can get your copy from www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash book. If you live overseas, you can get your copy from Amazon. Susie, one of the things that I really wanted to tap into, because I know you see a lot of research and you do a lot of research as part of uh, your role as a journalist, of course, what are some of the key differences that you've picked up between Gen X mothers in comparison to the boomer mothers before them? I think it's the expectation we have is that we are either working or we are hands-on mothers. And there's really not that much in between. And I think mothers want to feel appreciated. And there's a lot of research that shows that they they don't want to feel folding washing on the couch while they're watching TV is me time. You know, they don't want to be judged if their kids have toast for 
dinner three meals in a row. And they don't want to be told by their husbands to go and have a shower because they deserve it. You know, what they really want is a wife to take care of them the way that our mothers took care of us. And there's a study, the State of Motherhood Report, shows that mums in our generation feel that they've got to have this great career. And I think the expectations of our careers is a is a weight on us. You know, the double income burden that many of us feel because we've got expectations about school fees or cars or houses that are dependent on two incomes. And we, our, our mother's generation didn't have this. The mums might have done a bit of work um, to get the kids through, uh, you know, so that they could buy a, a second car or get the kids through, through private school. But there wasn't the expectation the previous generation had jobs, we have careers, and it's a really big difference. And so the State of Motherhood report shows that mums feel judged by their weight. <laughs> but we don't want to talk about that after the pandemic, after lockdown. They feel judged about their parenting style, about their grey hair, and their careers that, are, you know, most of us feel it's never quite as good as we would like it to be. And they feel happy when they're spending quality time with their families, whether that's having a sleep, having a wine, hanging out with friends. But what they actually want is more understanding of the juggle that they are going through. They want better parental leave, better superannuation, and they want an end to the mummy cliches from brands. So they say they don't want to be the beige, bland, perfect mum or the crazy wine time mum, but something in between. I so love that, Susie, and a, a big thanks for actually citing the Marketing to Mum State of Motherhood report. I'll make sure to it for everyone else that we put that in the show notes so that you can access that. One of the questions then that I wanted to ask you, so if we see what those key differences are between Gen X mothers and, and the boomers before them, what are some of the differences that you see between Gen X mothers and millennial mothers? I haven't had as much to do with millennial mothers, but I do think that they are more selfish and they're more self-centred. And I think that that is a good thing. Our generation are so busy trying to do it all that we're actually lost sight of where we come in that equation. You know, mums of my my age, I'm just turned 50, we are spending so much time trying to give our kids the perfect life. And so we are driving them madly to all these play dates and all these activities. We'd never forget Saturday morning soccer, but what we've actually forgotten is to have a life of our own. And I think the millennial mums, they're saying, my life isn't just about you. Uh, my life is actually about what I would like to do. They're prioritising their needs because they can see that to be a good mum, you actually have to be a, a happy person. And I think that's what our generation have lost in all the guilt and all the responsibilities. We've actually forgotten to say, actually, my 7.30 hot yoga class is as important as the kids' calisthenics on a Friday afternoon. Hot yoga, I mean, what's not to like about sweating with strangers where you uh, get get your exercise lying down? I mean, <laughs> but, you know, we, we would never forget Saturday morning soccer for the kids, but we've forgotten to have a life of our own, and that's a big difference. I think you touched on something really interesting in there where you talk about the responsibilities, and quite often with the Gen X mothers, certainly what we see is that they're often uh, looking after three generations of spend, so not just dependent children like the millennial mothers have, but they're often looking after the ageing uh, health needs of their parents, and that's beca- that's added to their weight in terms of what they're carrying 
carrying and juggling. Uh, so that's certainly one of the key things uh, that, that we've seen that's come through. I guess one of the questions I'd really love to tap in and ask you is what are some of the pressures or kind of stresses that face Gen X mothers, which perhaps you don't think are experienced by other generations? Like to, to you, is there anything that's unique to these mothers? You know, I'm always kind of curious to tap into what might be keeping these mums awake at night. I think the time poor aspect of our lives, the Gen X mums, when women become mothers, primarily this is our generation, the Gen X generation, they go from spending an average of two hours a week caring for others to 51 hours a week. And that's some data from the Australian Institute of Family Studies. It was a 14-year study of more than 9,000 Australian households. So if you think about 51 hours a week, that's not working, that's not socialising, that's caring for other people. So it's almost a third of the entire week or two full days, and that's often on top of a full-time job. And so mums spend more than 10 hours a week on housework, cooking and cleaning than childless women. So, you know, who's got time for hot yoga when you've got 51 hours a week of caring for other people? Some days are better than others for our uh, for our Gen X mums. You know, some days you're worrying about, you know, the weight of multiple drop-offs and pickups and forgotten guitar lessons, narky teenagers who just text you from their bedrooms about when what time dinner's going to be ready. Unfortunately, they're all taller than us now, so that's a, that's a problem. But you know what? Our generation feel that we can't win. We're criticised by childless colleagues for leaving, on, leaving work on time or trying to get to the school um, dance to watch the kids, and we're pitied by non-working mothers for not having time to be at the school volunteering full-time. And, you know, I, I was meeting with a group of Gen X mums. We came together a couple of years ago to watch that wonderful movie called Bad Mums. And I remember this is one mum who's a lawyer, and she said, 4.30, they had this school um, function 4 30 who's got time to get anywhere by 4 30 on a Friday and you know she feels that she is judged for being a mum at work and she's judged for working with the school mums and so she feels that she can't win Mm, it's really, really interesting. I'm really curious to find out how has the pandemic impacted the lives specifically of Gen X mothers like have has anything changed for them do you think? Well, I think what what the pandemic, pandemic and particularly in states that had long lockdowns like Victoria, where I'm from, some of the pressure was taken off. And I know even in the last few weeks, as Victoria's kind of revved up again, suddenly I'm dropping my daughter to six o'clock in the morning rowing and I'm driving my son around and I'm, you know, committees that I'm on that I need to have meetings for. There are some things that we we saw what life was like without all of these activities and all of these commitments. And we got to spend time at home. And I think for a lot of people who have families that they felt that they were, you know, this, um, they just spent the whole time running around, that it was really good to have that pandemic, that lockdown time to take all that pressure off and just spend time together as a family. For others, though, particularly for women, there was a lot more time spent caring. And as you say, either caring for elderly parents who were struggling by themselves, isolated in their homes, and particularly caring for younger kids, doing the homeschooling, keeping up things on the work front, and also, in some cases, cooking hot lunches for the kids because suddenly they got very, very demanding. Yeah, look, I certainly noticed, I'm in Victoria as well, and uh kids returning to school whilst I was rejoicing the fact that they were getting out and socialising and were out of the house and I could 
work with a with a house with, with no one else in it. But um, I've certainly noticed the amount of extra time I'm now spending in my car, and that's certainly one thing I haven't missed at all. So look, I I echo those thoughts. Needing an energetic, dynamic speaker at your next conference or event? Katrina McCarter, your host of Marketing to Mums, the podcast, speaks around the globe on all aspects related to marketing effectively to mums. You can download her speaker kit at katrinamccarter.com or contact her directly on LinkedIn via her profile, Katrina McCarter. One of the things that we found in our Marketing to Mums research was that Gen X mothers were actually the most dissatisfied of all generations. Our research found that overall, 63% of Australian mothers thought that advertisers, brands and businesses didn't understand them. But this was really significantly higher for Gen X mothers. So they certainly are the most dissatisfied of all. What do you think brands and businesses are getting wrong in their attempts to kind of attract Gen X mothers to their brand? Is it just a case that they're overlooking the power of this segment or are there some real key critical missteps that people need to avoid? One of the things that actually provoked me to write this book was the finding that 20% of parents were happier before they had kids and these are kids they wanted to have and another third were so busy they didn't know if they were happy or not. They couldn't actually answer a simple question like, are you happier now that you're a parent before you than compared to before you're a parent? Because their lives are this morass of just responsibility and guilt. And one of the things I think marketers don't understand is just how complicated our lives are. And so what we actually want is for people to appreciate that. We want marketers to appreciate all of the many things that we are doing. And, um, you know, you look at the impact of the pandemic, ABS figures show that in the first half of 2020, when a lot of people were, you know, at home full time during the pandemic, women were three times more likely to be than men to be at home looking after the kids full time. So the caring responsibility on our generation is still a massive, massive impost. And you've got marketers during the pandemic saying, oh, it's so good that women have got time to breathe. Well, you know what? If you're working from home and you're doing homeschooling, you don't have a lot of time to breathe. You're trying to work out the difference between a perpendicular and a parallel line for your grade one. You've got to fix the printer for your working from home husband. And then you've got to get your dinner ready before the 17-year-old orders takeaway on the Uber Eats account. So you're trying to do all these many, many things at the same time. Whereas marketers are just presenting us in very stereotypical basic ways where we actually just want to be appreciated for the many, many things that we are doing often at the same time. Oh, Susie, I uh, I had a silent chuckle then when you were talking about the Uber Eats uh, arrivals. I have three teenagers and I literally, whenever I'm recording or delivering a workshop, I have to go and put a big sign on the on the door saying, please do not knock, you know, leave any deliveries at the front door because I'm never sure when my kids are actually going to have Uber arrive or, or some clothes from some online shopping that they've been doing. It was very, very busy through the pandemic. So it was great to know that I wasn't the only one. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And 
my son actually at one point, uh, he started sweeping the driveway. I'm like, he's never swept the driveway. He'd order Uber Eats and he didn't want to tell me, so he wanted to be the first one to, to get the Uber Eats. But, you know, we do want to be appreciated <laughs> by marketers for the complexities of the everyday decisions that we've got to make. You know, when you're raising kids, you're trying to keep your job going, you know, things aren't simple and we are very, very time poor. Yeah, we've certainly seen that in our research too. Gen X mothers in particular are really seeming to, to value that convenience. I just wanted to ask you just on that, like are there any tips that you would give to a marketer that is wanting to attract more Gen X mothers and their families to their business? I think show us as busy, <laughs> competent human beings and not as, you know, um, goddesses who are rising with the sun and doing yoga on the beach at 6am before looking perfect and giving the kids a rainbow bowl for breakfast. I think that we are not living our lives the way, as I said before, the way the social media is presenting us. And I think people are sick of looking at the TV and all the mums are young and they've got unlined faces and they've got perfectly dressed children. Whereas, you know, the rest of us, as I say, we're running around like mad things. And what we actually want are services and products that save us time. Like, There's some research from Jean Hales for Women's Health that shows um a lack of time is more of a barrier to healthy living than motivational cost. One in three women can't find time to have a bubble bath or catch up with friends on a weekly basis. 26% say they've got no time to themselves every month. So don't sell us products that add guilt to our lives, that add give us something else that we have to do or have to attain. Don't make us feel bad about the way that we look, that the grey hairs we might have or the, the pandemic tummy that we might have gotten or the, the lockdown kilos. Give us products and give us services that help us save time so that we can spend our time doing the things that we want to do. We want to have fun with the kids. We want to have fun with our partners. Hell, we want to get to hot yoga or even a champagne with our friends. I think um, there's this sense that the the younger generation, um, as I said, it's all about the the green goddess smoothies and the the rainbow um, cheer breakfast bowls and the you know people who want us to find our inner god and goddess. You know all the people on social media or even the marketers who have things like you know failing is winning or find your soul beat and follow it or this one inspire yourself with you. You know what? I would be more inspired by winning 20 million in the lottery or even finding my son's soccer boots, which, which cost me 120 bucks. That would inspire me. So spare us all this mambo jumbo new age stuff. Give us stuff that saves us time, makes us feel good about who we are without giving us some unrealistic expectation of how we should look and how we should behave. Yeah, and that's really actually consistent with our findings as well. Mums are asking, uh, well, Gen X mums are not as aspirational as marketers and business owners seem to think. They're really asking for us a little bit more of reality, uh, which is certainly what you've also shared there. And we've also very clear 
clearly seeing that drive towards convenience that uh, Gen X mothers are willing to pay a lot more uh, if there's if there's good time saving or convenience options. And lastly, you also tapped on something else that we see and why I think this segment is so uh, dissatisfied with brands and, and marketers is that they're just not seeing the products and services that they desire. And this to me is where the massive opportunity is for uh, for marketers. And that's really what, I, what I'm really getting out of our conversation today. Susie, if people wanted to learn more about you or read the fantastic Laugh Out Loud, and data-rich book of yours. What's the best way for them to do so? Well, as far as I know, the book is still on the shelves of Kmart and Target. That's how you gauge success in the book market these days is how long you stay on on the Kmart shelves. It's also on uh, Amazon and Booktopia and Book Depository and all of those online. Um, I think it's probably even cheaper online. But I work for the Herald Sun and I have a couple of regular columns in the Herald Sun and I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. So I'd love to hear from some of your mums or some of your marketers so that they can engage with me more than happy to get messages or engage with people and go and buy the book because it's fun and I think you know we've got so many things that are so serious in our lives and what we actually need is just a little bit more half-assed parenting I'll leave you with the secrets of half-assed parenting just because it's on you don't have to go just because the kids want it you don't have to buy it just because they ask you you don't have to say yes Doing half as much is still enough. And it's time that we take care of ourselves the way we take care of everyone else. Ignore bad advice and go with our gut. Drop our standards, ditch the guilt and relax. And I'm hoping that this will just make people feel a little bit better about the fantastic job that they are doing. Oh, great way to finish, Susie. Can I just say a big thank you for sharing your insights into Gen X mothers and the secrets of half-ass parenting too? No worries. Anytime. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Susie. I've got to say it was a lot of fun recording it. One thing I want to emphasize is that Gen X mothers are the most misunderstood, misrepresented and undervalued segment of mothers. Uh, There's a real opportunity out there for brands and businesses right now in better catering and better understanding this segment. If that's something that you'd like to do, I would recommend Susie's book, great, Uh, a lot of fun to read, but also some really rich data points in there as well. Secondly, I would mention my second book, The Mother of All Opportunities. There's a big segment there on invisible mothers who are the Gen X mothers that we've been talking about today. But if you have a team, a brand team, or you're an agency and you'd really like to uh, better educate your team about Gen X mothers and how they might differ from other segments of mothers, bring me in for a lunch and learn. I run a Marketing to Mums masterclass where we go through the different generations of mothers here and what their communication preferences are. I think that could be really enriching for your team or business. Until next time, I want to thank you for listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast. You've been listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast. The show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organisation by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer, mums. 
If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favorite guest was and why. If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening.